Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Good morning to you all in Jesus' name. You may have your seat. Wow. What a blessed morning for you and for me. Hallelujah. I'm here this morning to share with you words of wisdom that I have received over the years during the course of my training as an evangelist under my mentor, Prophet T.B. Joshua, right here at the Synagogue Church of All Nations. These words of faith have been a source of strength to me as I go on in my endeavor in life. And I pray that this morning, as you listen to me, you would also receive strength in Jesus' name. I say you would also receive strength to move on in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my name is Shade. People of God, viewers all over the world, is your soul weary? Are you timid? Or do you feel like your faith is fainting? I am here this morning to encourage you to hold on and don't give up. I repeat, hold on and don't give up. For it won't be long. The battle will soon be over. I said the battle will soon be over. And when the battle is over, what happens? Who knows? When the battle is over, what happens? You wear the crown of victory. Don't listen to the voice and panic heart. And he's just like that situation will last forever. But I want to tell you this morning, no, it won't. No, it won't. That situation will not last forever. The Bible promises Although our battle may endure for a night, victory comes in the morning. Although your struggle, your toil may endure for a night, rest comes in the morning. And now is the time. I said, now is the time. Now is the morning. Good morning to you all in Jesus' name. children of God, our victory is assured. Yes. It doesn't matter how you're feeling at the moment or what your situation looks like. You know what? God Almighty has destined us as victors. And all the divine forces in heaven are engaged presently for the accomplishment of that victory. But 
The question is, are you ready for victory? Let me ask you again. Are you ready for victory? Mm. If you say you're ready for victory, then you're ready for battle. Yes. Because victory is a product of warfare. There can be no victory without battle. He who desires victory must be ready to embrace war. So think and be convinced. Are you really ready for victory? You see, as Christians, we are not to run from trouble. No. We are not to run from confrontation. Because Jesus Christ designs our trouble to work for our advancement. Your situation is not to kill you. It is not to destroy you, but it is meant for your spiritual benefits. It is meant to mold you into formidable opponents for the devil. Yes, we are in a perilous time, no doubt. We are in the last days. Where Satan, the devourer, is moving around like a roaring lion, looking for whom to devour. But as Christians, we need not fear, for we have a defender. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the son of the living God. He is our standby. He is our ever-present help in times of trouble. And by his statement in the book of John chapter 19, verse 30, it is finished. Jesus Christ has silenced all our anxiety and worries. So tell me, why should you give up? Why should you lose hope when we have been commissioned by our divine commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ? To go on and go forth, not minding the storms of life. We are to soldier on at all times. In the book of 2 Timothy 2 verse 3, we are reminded that we must endure hardship as good soldiers of Christ. We must soldier on at all times and in all situations. For it is by doing this that you can obtain the victory assured in Christ Jesus. And this will bring me to the message this morning titled, Soldier On. Tell your neighbor, Soldier On. Soldier On. It is not just a statement, it is a command soldier on the proof text of this message will be taken from the book of Job let's turn our Bibles to Job I believe we all are familiar with Job and the experiences he had in life the book of Job I'll start my reading from verse 5 Job chapter 5 I'll start my reading from verse 6 to 7 are we there? Job chapter 5 from verse 6 to 7. I read. 
For hardship does not spring from the soil, nor does trouble sprout from the ground. Yet man is born to trouble, as surely as the sparks fly upward. Take note of verse 7. I'll read again. Yet man is born to trouble, as surely as the sparks fly upward. Mm. The Bible says here that man is born to trouble. You will agree with me that this is true. From the moment we leave our mother's womb, we encounter it. It's like trouble is just waiting for you. Yes. There is trouble everywhere. We are living in a troubled world today. We are killing, stealing, and destruction are the order of the day. You turn your television, what you see is violence. You open the newspaper, what you see is bloodshed, oppression, aggression all over the world. Yes, there is trouble everywhere. But you know what? The way we handle our troubles determines who we are in Christ Jesus. The way we handle our troubles is what separates the boys from the men. What we make of unpleasant situation is what distinguishes a man of faith from others. So, how do you handle your situation as a child of God? How do you handle your situation as a Christian? You may choose to hold firmly to God's promise for your life. Knowing that God's word will never fail without God failing. Or you may choose to allow yourself to be defeated by the weight of your situation. But one thing is sure. One thing is sure. Our God is ever ready to lead us to victory. Our God is ever ready to lead us to victory. He did it in the days of prophet Elijah. Remember his experience with the prophets of Baal. He did it in the days of Gideon, Caleb, Joshua and the like. These were men of faith who remained resolute in their faith through trials and tribulation. And God Almighty did what? He positioned them for victory. He can still do it in my life today. God can still do it in your life today. He is the same God. He has not changed. But the question remains, are you ready for victory? Are you ready for victory? You see, victory does not begin with fear. It doesn't begin with doubt. Victory does not begin with condemnation. No. Victory begins with boldness. It begins with determination. It begins with faith. 
You have to stand your ground fearlessly and without wavering in the face of life's threats. You have to confront the enemy head on and he will flee from you. Life does not offer us any other alternative to victory than fighting the battle. There are no two ways to victory than fighting the battle. You cannot expect to run from the battlefield and at the same time be crowned the winner. It doesn't work that way. Let's take the game of wrestling for an example. I believe most of us are familiar with the game of wrestling. And so, sir, if we are in a wrestling match and you are my opponent, and then suddenly in the wrestling ring, I just, I just decide to walk away. I'm not injured, but I just feel I want to leave. I just walk out of the wrestling ring. What happens? Who knows what happens next? What happens next? I would lose. The referee would just automatically declare my opponent the winner. You may have your seat, sir. It is the same with life. Victory is not for those who quit, but for those who endure until the very end. You just have to dig deep and fight it through. Ask Peter and he will tell you that if he had not held on a little longer at the seaside, he would have missed the arrival of the Messiah. He would have missed out on the great opportunity to become the rock on which Christ built the church. Ask Prophet T.B. Joshua. And he would tell you that he was in the midst of his trial, in the midst of his struggle that God Almighty called him and gave him this great commission of which you and I are a part today. It was in the midst of his trial that God Almighty got him to the very place where he could use him. Our battle, when fought in good faith, promotes us. Our battle, when fought in good faith, announces us to the world. Praise the Lord. Now, let's take a look at the case of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the book of Luke chapter 2. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 from verse 4. Are we there? I'll start my reading from verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea and to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. 
and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Praise the Lord. We can see here that Jesus Christ was born in a stable. A stable we know is a place where horses are kept. It is not a place for a human being to be born or to live in. Imagine the rough beginning Jesus Christ had. He grew up in a hopeless environment that suggested no future at all. He could have just decided to sit back and wallow in self-pity, complaining, grumbling, whining. But Jesus Christ, knowing he was to be the savior of the world, he moved on. He soldiered on through humiliation, persecution, name-calling, envy, jealousy, and even death on the cross. And today, he has become a role model of success and excellence to us all. Oh, what a God we serve. What a son we have to praise. What a future lies before us. Thank you, Jesus. Imagine if Jesus Christ had acted like you and I would today. Complaining, grumbling, murmuring, rebelling or even questioning God. Why me, Lord? Why, God? Why? Why did you choose me to be born into this poor family? Oh, why, God? What would have been the hope of our salvation? What would have been our faith today? From Jesus' case, we see that to soldier on means not to listen to the voice of your situation. I repeat, to soldier on means not to listen to the voice of your situation. Do you know that our situation speaks to us? Do you know our situation speaks to us? Sir, do you know your situation speaks to you? It does. I'll tell you. Our situation speaks to us. Let's take for example, permit me sir. If you are a poor person, your situation will be telling you things like, hmm, you're going to die in poverty. Everyone in your family is poor. From the beginning of your lineage, no one has ever made it. You can't make it. Just manage to survive. That is the voice of your situation. You may have your seat. Tell your neighbor, that is the voice of your situation. The voice is there to hold you bound. It doesn't want you to get out of the mess. Many who are supposed to be in position of leadership Many who are supposed to be powerful people in the society, movers and shakers in our world today, have ended up as followers because they listened to the voice of their situation. 
Many as we speak are on the street, unsure of what to do with their lives because they listened to the voice of their situation. Many have changed their destiny by listening to the voice of their situation. Tell your neighbor, don't listen. Don't listen to the voice of your situation. You as a free moral agent have a choice to make. Whether to let that deceiving voice dictate your direction or to let God's word channel your way. If you let your circumstance dictate your direction, it will only lead you to failure, depression, condemnation, and self-loathing. But only God's word, only God's word will lead you to victory. Tell your neighbor, only God's word, only God's word will lead me to victory. The word of God is a spiritual armor through which we defeat Satan and the world. Search yourself in difficult moments, in trying times. What choices did you make that has brought you to the point, to the position you are today? What choices did you make? Did you choose, did you choose to listen to the voice of your situation or did you choose to listen to the voice of God? The answer to that question is evident in who you are today. Who are you today? Who are you today? Are you a victim or a victor? If you're feeling like a victim, then this message is for you. It is not too late. You can begin now to reposition yourself for victory. And if you know that you are a victor, then soldier on. Remain in faith. Don't waste your time playing the blame game, pointing accusing fingers at this or that as a cause of your failure in life. There is no excuse for failure. Because in the mind of Christ, you and I are created to be a success like him. God Almighty created us to be a success like himself. So, soldier on. Most of the problems we are facing today hangs on lack of vision. Most of our problems hangs on lack of vision. And a man without vision is a man without direction. Because your vision is like a guide. It is like a road map leading you to your divine destiny. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is a very good example of a man of vision. 
take a look at this. Jesus Christ lived on earth for 33 years. The first 30 years of his life, he spent preparing himself for the assignment. Even though he knew he was the savior of the world, he did not try to beat the gun. He did not try to run ahead of his destiny. No. He simply waited patiently for the fullness of time to announce himself to the world. That is vision. Tell you anybody, that is vision. Yes. It is one thing to have a vision. It is another thing to follow your God-given vision. Through Christ's patience and perseverance in following God's vision for his life, he was able to gather enough strength. That was why during his ministry, all that constituted obstacle could not stop him. He could not derail him. Yes, because he was able to develop better strategies and tactics to defeat the devil. So, how do you handle your situation? How are you handling your situation? When the storms of life come at you with a blinding force, don't stop, but dig deep and fight it through. Tell your neighbor, dig deep and fight it through. When your path seems so rough, don't be forced to abandon your vision. You can still soldier on. You can still move on like Jesus did. Tell your neighbor, I can still move on. I can still move on. Now say to yourself, I can still move on. Yes, you can because Jesus did. Talking about a man of vision, I know of someone else you can draw inspiration from. Joseph. The story of Joseph is found in the book of Genesis 37. You can take your time to read through. God gave Joseph a vision. Very early in life, Joseph was shown clearly the picture of his future. But Joseph, being a little boy then, innocently shared this vision with his brothers, who, out of envy, resolved to do all they could to fight his vision. If you read through Genesis 37, you will agree that indeed, Joseph's vision was greatly opposed. But he did not reduce his vision. He kept his solid front as he soldiered on from the dry pit to slavery, slavery to the prison, from the prison finally to the throne. When the battle is over, I shall wear a crown. You shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. When the battle is over, I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown when the battle is over. When the battle is over, I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown. Hallelujah! I shall 
when the battle is over, we shall wear the... Amen. Many listening to me this morning have had even more beautiful dreams. They've had more beautiful visions about their future. But they allowed their dreams to crash on the rock of disobedience. They allowed their dreams to crash on the rock of impatience. They allowed their dreams to crash on the rock of temptation. Same could have happened to Joseph. He too was tempted in Potiphar's house, remember? But Joseph chose his future over temporary pleasure. I repeat, Joseph chose his future over temporary pleasure. Despite the tension, the pressure around him, he could not derail him. He was able to come out stronger because he remained focused. The Holy Bible we read today, the Holy Bible you have in your hands, contains record of how the apostles of old fought through persecution, fought through intimidation, rejection, before they were later called by God to great offices. They didn't just drift to the top. No. There was a whole process involved. They paid the supreme price of getting the gospel to you and I today by remaining persistent and consistent in their faith through countless challenges. And today, their victory over Satan has made it possible for you and I to be a partaker of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Check out their history. Read about them. They too had moments where there was conflict within them. Between faith and doubt. Between the flesh and the spirit. But they proved their sonship by remaining steadfast in God through it all. So people of God, their faithfulness and consistency are a challenge to all Christians today. It is not too late. Begin now to reprogram your life for endurance, for perseverance, because these are the tools of a man of faith. Learn to see only what God says about your situation. Because this will produce and increase your faith. As Christians, hold on to the word of God just like the apostles did. Till what is promised in it becomes a visible reality in your life. 
the word of God is sure. The word of God is steadfast. His word is eternal. Entrust yourself to the provision of God's word. And you will never be confounded in time or eternity. Before I draw this message to an end, I want to ask you a question. In your hour of temptation, I mean, when it seems like you are in the middle of the storm and trouble is just hitting you from every side, how do you offer your prayer? At that time when it seems you are the only one in the world and in fact, your name is trouble, how do you offer your prayer? Is anybody willing to show us how they offer their prayer in times of trouble? Do we have any volunteers? Anyone? Anyone willing to show us? Okay. Your prayer and problem Wait, sir. over Wait, to God. Wait, sir. You hand your prayer and problem into the hand of God because He is the ultimate power. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, we want you to show us what you do in your room when you are in serious trouble. We want you to show us. How do you pray? Come, ma. In, in, in true, the true fact is that when I'm in serious challenge in my room in, at night, I pray, I, I pray back to sender that whatever those people are doing, they should turn it back. And I pray that person should, whoever the person is, the person should die. I, should, I do it. <laughs> I pray back to sender. Thank you very much, madam. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> As children of God, <laughs> we wrestle not against flesh and blood. No, no, no. But against powers and principalities. Your neighbor is not your enemy. Who is your enemy? Satan is our actual enemy. Yes. Okay, so let me show you. In your moment of trial and temptation, your prayer should not be, Lord Jesus, take me out of this battle. Oh, Lord Jesus, take me out of this battle. No! Your prayer should be, Lord, I thank you for this battle. Give me the strength and courage to come out victorious. Amen. Your prayer should not be, Lord, move this mountain. Move this mountain. Oh, Lord God, move this mountain. Lord, move this mountain. No. Your prayer should be, Lord, give me the strength to climb to the other side where your glory lies. Your prayer should not be, Lord, remove my weakness. Take this weakness from me. Oh, Lord God, remove this weakness. No. Apostle Paul had weakness. He had a thorn in his flesh. But yet, he became great. Your prayer should be, Lord, let your strength, let your grace be sufficient for me in my weakness. Because it is by fighting through life 
that we are making history by fighting out and coming out victorious that is how you make history what generations yet unborn will read about what generations yet unborn will remember you for they will remember the battles you fought and won Finally, people of God, life is not a playground. It is not a bonding meeting. It is a warfare. And we as Christians must fight it out. We must not give up until we are made more than conquerors through the one who loved us, Jesus Christ. Once again, I am Shade, your little Shade, little Shade, the altar girl. But I want to leave you with this. Jesus Christ has won the victory for you and I on the cross of Calvary. But if you must experience this victory in your spiritual life, you must learn to soldier on. I leave you here in faith. And I pray that your faith will not fail in Jesus' name. Thank you.